0: All right, good morning, folks. Today is Tuesday, February 21st. Hopefully you enjoyed that long weekend. If you've got President's Day off here in the United States, Welcome to episode number 307 of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Lozier, and over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Funky Monk, Matt R Gaming with the Cat, Kenneth Ruff, Allison Van Stone, Marketing Zone, and Brian Alliston. And so many of you in chat are going to be going through the top cybersecurity news stories of the day. And I'll be providing my expert analysis and opinion on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner or if you're looking to break into the industry. You will get value here. I guarantee you. Plus, the networking is exceptional. The people in chat are wonderful people. I love it. I love it. I love it. Spoiler alert: I saw there's a uh, chat uh, AI story in here, and there is a crypto one. So we're gonna get all the good sounders today. I'm super excited. It is tidbits Tuesday, uh, so you'll get a little, uh, a little, a little, um, you know, <laughs> snackable bite about me. Uh, And Callan is uh, bummed out about the uh, uh, Missing Art Week Mondays. So uh, Dan Reardon, Haircut Fish, if you'd like to share what's your meme Thursday, holler at me in chat. But before we get into the top cyber news stories of the day, I do want to say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors, starting with our very own... Barricade Cyber Solutions. BarricadeCyber.com is where you go to get action on this. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out at BarricadeCyber.com. Can't wait for the mid-roll we got another Barricade Cyber. I love, love, love the mid-roll. If you listen to yesterday's uh, CISO series cybersecurity headlines like I did, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. Super pumped. Go to barricadecyber.com. Scroll down. Eric Taylor's calendar is right here. Don't wait for cyber incidents to blow up your business. Be proactive. Get in front of it. And uh, schedule time with Eric. You can talk with him today at noon Eastern time. Have a little lunch date with Eric and talk about your business. Also want to give a little love, little shout out to IT Pro TV. Simply Cyber is proud to be affiliated with IT Pro TV now called IT Pro by ACI Learning. I saw some chat in here about IT Pro. Uh, they did do some free weekend stuff. I've been using them uh, for a bit here and absolutely have enjoyed it. The content is excellent. Here's a link to chat. Use the promo code SIMPLYCYBER30 to get 30% off. Uh, your first month, your first year. I dropped those in chat right there. Now, I do wanna say if you are uh, needing CPEs, each episode of the uh, Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Brief is worth half a CPE. It stacks up two and a half a week, 10 a month. So be sure to say what's up in chat, hashtag team live, hashtag team replay. And make sure that you get credit for being here. Check with your certification body's policies to make sure that these count. In my opinion, ISACA, ISC Square do. I've yet to get feedback from them on whether or not it does qualify. But believe me, I think you can make quite a compelling argument. Now, if you are live with us, I see 82 of you. What, what's up, Team Live? Drop a hashtag Team Live in chat. I love it, uh, engaging with you all in real time, going through the top stories of the day. It's always about good times in here. If you're watching on replay, hashtag team replay in the comments. Thanks for catching the stream on your schedule. I'm glad that you can be part of our community. Also want to give a shout out to the two new kind of uh, categories of viewers in the Simply Cyber community. Hashtag Team Hybrid. So if you get here on uh, late in your team replay and then you catch up to us in team live, you're a special breed and you are team hybrid. I think internal stranger is a team hybrid player um so shout out to the the folks who get in here late and scuttle butt up into the front of the line love it love it love it and then of course uh hashtag team a passive observer if you're a lurker if you've been quietly watching and being part of the community step forward say hashtag passive observer you're part of the community begin your networking today with our community also I hope Charles Sapp is in chat right now, because I'm super pumped about starting a new challenge. Uh, we're going to see how it goes here, but uh, we're going to be starting hashtag SimplyCyberCommunityChallenge. So, Charles Sapp, let me know if you're in chat. Uh, mods, if you can uh, let me know if Charles Sapp is in chat. It's uh, He's critical. <laughs> he is critical to uh, this happening or, or launching uh, today. But we'll do that at the mid-roll along with the tidbits. So, guys, with that, I'd love for you to sit back. Hey, random space, welcome to the light. Hashtag Passive Observer. Great to see you. Love it, love it, love it. Team Live from the Philippines. Nice, Michael Vito. All right, guys, so sit back, relax, and uh, let the velvety tones. Charles Saps here, my man. All right, Charles, we're going to do this at the mid-roll, sir. All right, guys, sit back, relax, and let the awesome... Smooth waves of the top cybersecurity news wash over you in an awesome wave. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines.
1: It's Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. Samsung guards against zero click attacks. One of the things that makes spyware like NSO Group's Pegasus hard to guard against is they don't require an interaction from users to exploit, just sending an SMS message with a malicious payload. To guard against this, Samsung introduced MessageGuard for Galaxy smartphones and tablets to protect users from these attacks. MessageGuard isolates image attachments sent to either Samsung messages or messages by Google and then scans them before processing to help prevent device infections. It's available on the Galaxy S23 now and will come to Galaxy phones running One UI 5.1 or later. This comes as device makers continue to harden consumer hardware against spyware after Apple introduced its lockdown mode last year in iOS 16.
0: Yes. All right. So, way to go, Android. Um, so, m- Message Guard, right? It goes by different names. I didn't even realize that uh, iOS had developed this. If you guys look at NSO Pegasus, um, excuse me, NSO Groups tool, Pegasus. It was a zero click exploit. Like basically I could just text you and your phone was mine. Like it really, really scary stuff. And that's why countries um, were paying millions of dollars for the capability because it was an unbelievable weapon. It was a weapon, frankly, right? And um, if you're interested in learning about that, I think Darknet Diaries did an episode on it. there's been multiple, uh, reports out on it. It's, it's unbelievable. Okay. So having said all that at the macro level, the cybersecurity industry, and you should know this if you're new to the industry, the, the cybersecurity industry is in this ever present battle, right? There's no end in sight. There never will be an end in sight. It's a cat and mouse game between attackers and defenders. Uh, and really to, to demonstrate that, right? Like, so, um buffer overflow like going way back to windows or or, you know windows 95 right so buffer overflows you could you could control the flow of memory or the stack pointer and control the flow of execution on the stack well you know then you could execute remote code or uh, arbitrary code excuse me so windows comes up with aslr and dep right aslr is address um space layout randomization. So the, like the, like the the DLLs when they're getting loaded into their memory, you wouldn't know exactly where they're going. So you couldn't just point to them to take advantage of those function calls. Then there was DEP, which is, um, Oh God, direct execution protection. I think like it's like a flag, so you're saying that this memory space can't execute code. Um, it's I'm a little rusty, but it's been it's it's basically ASLR and DEP. Well, then threat actors like stopped the buffer overflows, and then threat actors are like raw. So then they come out with ROP are uh, return-oriented programming. And this is more advanced, but it gets around DEP and ASLR, or there's ways to get around DEP and you could change the flag. There's all these things, right? So then they come out with ways to protect from ROP and then JOP comes out, right? So it's an ever-present uh, cat and mouse game. And this is just another one. So the attackers come up with some capability to do zero click exploits on mobile devices and the the mobile device platforms, Android and iOS, come out with some type of message guard. It, it reminds me of Control Flow Guard, CFG. If you go look at CFG or Control Flow Guard on Windows operating system, you'll see what I'm talking about. But essentially, they're they're containerizing where code executes in order to evaluate it to determine if it's malicious or not. Think of it as like... Um, Jesus, think of it as like a, um, like a way station or something where like before you get to go or or um, like a, a foyer, like so before you get to go into where the party is, you have to go into a uh, a room or something where you get evaluated and determined if like you're, <laughs> you're good enough, you're cool enough, your clothes sparkle, whatever to get into the party, right? Um, or you're allowed to go into some space, but first you have to go through like a sanitization process. Uh, to make sure you're not bringing contaminants into the lab space right that's what this is i love it one final thing i'll point out about this ios came out with something this works on all ios devices i don't care iphone 10 iphone 12 15 five cameras three cameras portrait mode it doesn't matter it's going to work with this this is a samsung feature so this is not android integrating this in place android can be forked and put on multiple devices so if you're running like I don't know, a LG Android phone. You do not get this capability. This is Samsung only, and this is one of those ones where proprietary functionality gets built on top of a base Android operating system. So what I would love to see is a story that comes out that says Google has integrated message guard capability into the Android operating system. That way everybody gets a benefit of that. But that remains to be seen. We'll see how it goes. But um, this is a good move. This is good. This is great, actually rethinking the only the final thing i'll say about this again final final thing is that the next step will be threat actors figuring out how to break out of this sandbox to detonate malware on the on the base operating system just a thought
1: ransomware cat and mouse game it's a cliche in cybersecurity that the industry is always in a game of cat and mouse with threat actors as we literally just said that literally just said that patch and update our tooling the bad guys just find new things to target a new report from the security firm Ivanti shows that many organizations aren't keeping up on this game as well as they could. It aggregated threat intelligence from Securin, Cybersecurity Works, and Cyware looking at vulnerabilities using 2022 ransomware attacks. It found that ransomware attacks used 344 unique vulnerabilities in the year that is up 19% on the year. But overall, it found that 76% of flaws used in attacks were from 2019 or older, with the oldest being a 2012 vulnerability in Oracle Fusion.
0: Okay, so a couple uh, couple uh, <clears throat> interesting things here, all right? <clears throat> and you should, if you're an active practitioner, this is definitely something to bake into your threat modeling, and this is going to question some of your assumptions, I would assume. <laughs> assumptions the same okay so check it out uh looking backwards at actual ransomware attacks last year so what actually happened versus what could happen okay um majority of them exploited old bugs which is not uncommon guys it's not like leet zero day hack source. where's my <clears throat> i'm gonna do a hacker man emotes right where are you where are you leet there he is hacker man leet zero day hackers. Yeah, that's really cool. But dude, these guys are professional criminals. They're in the business of committing crime. They're not in the business of being like considered elite on some forum on the dark web. They're all about cash money.
1: Cash, homie.
0: So if you have old exploitable bugs on your systems, let it fly, bro. Like, pff, trust me, they don't care what they, th- in fact, they love it if they can exploit an old one because they probably have more reliable exploits to launch. So a couple things. One, it is difficult to patch. It is difficult to maintain a good, you know, vulnerability management program, risk reduction, all these things. So be mindful of your vulnerability management program and your attack surface. You should constantly, guys, this is why, hold on. This is why it's a job, okay? This is why it's a job. Vulnerability management is an, it's a, it's a, it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? it's a living thing, right? You're constantly having your attack surface manipulated, whether it's Carl, Carl! adding stuff to your network, shadow IT, whether it's new vulnerabilities being discovered and exploited, whether it's a third party who gets their credentials compromised and they have VPN access in your environment, your attack surface is constantly, constantly changing, which is why vulnerability management is a very interesting job but a very hard job and a, and i would almost call it like a you you have to be okay with not ever winning okay if you're in vulnerability management you're never going to win in fact cybersecurity you can have wins but for the most part it's like an ever vigilant like it's like the wall in game of thrones like <laughs> defend the wall like you're up there and that's it and like it's just the cha- the threats can change and everything like that but you're you gotta um maintain vigilance The second thing I'll say about this, and this is one where I think it kind of allows you to kind of question some assumptions you may have. It was noteworthy that 131 out of 344, so roughly about 30% of the flaws ransomware attackers exploited last year were not on the CISA known exploited vulnerabilities database, right? So CISA, holler Jen Easterly, has this known exploited vulnerabilities catalog, which can help inform you. I'll drop a link in chat. This thing is awesome. Love me some CISA. This thing can help you identify vulnerabilities that are actively being exploited. So the likelihood of exploitation of these vulnerabilities are higher because there is identified behaviors of exploitation happening in the wild. It's not just a vulnerability. It's not just a theory that it'll be exploited. It is happening. There are weapons out there to exploit. So this helps you prioritize your vulnerabilities to remediate. But it's it's important to know it's not a silver bullet because one third out of all the attacks last year did not exploit any vulnerabilities that were mentioned in this list. So what I'm trying to tell you is do not treat the known exploited vulnerabilities as the end all be all, uh, you know, comprehensive, Inclusive, excuse me exclusive list of things that you need to protect it's just another piece of information in your threat model in your threat modeling uh on what you need to protect and how you need to prioritize but by no means is it exhaustive okay good
1: norway seizes lazarus group crypto The country's National Authority for Investigation and Prosecution of Economic and Environmental Crime sees 60 million Norwegian krona, about 5.8 million U.S. dollars, worth of cryptocurrency from the North Korean threat group. Lazarus stole the funds in March 2022 as part of the $620 million theft of the Axie Infinity Ronin Bridge. Back in September, the U.S. announced it recovered over $30 million from that attack. The law enforcement agency said it worked with international partners to piece together a money trail on the group able to seize the funds when they became active before they could be laundered
0: i'm a crypto evangelist i love it love it love it all right way to go oh by the way
1: nice
0: job norway um love your fjords and love your law enforcement for seizing cryptocurrency my man So uh, this is good. Um, I will say $5 million. Like, I'm not going to sneeze at $5 million. Like, if if someone gave me $5 million, my life would be completely changed forever. But $5 million for the amount of money that Lazarus Group has stolen is is not, uh, you know, it, it doesn't even move the needle for Lazarus Group. They've stolen, like, close to $2 billion at this point. Lazarus Group, for those of you who do not know, is the, they are North Korean, uh, state-sponsored threat actors, and they are highly focused on financial crime. They basically fund the GDP for North Korea. So when New- North Korea buys nukes or tries to have rockets and nuclear programs and stuff like that, they-, they have so many sanctions. No no country's really doing business with them. And the only way that they can be... Um, taken seriously, frankly, is if they have nuclear capability. And in order to have that, they need to fund it. In order to fund it, they need to commit financial crimes. Even though North Korea up and down swears that it's a, they do not do these crimes. Lazarus Group is not them. And that it's a smear campaign by the United States. uh, All signs indicate that Lazarus Group is a North Korean state-sponsored threat actor who have stolen, I mean, this Axie Infinity Ronin bridge hack is the single largest financial crime in history. Um, At the time, it was worth $625 million uh, in one hack. They basically went into the the bridge and stole all the hot wallets. Um, This was a a video game, uh, NFT video game that used um, crypto to buy stuff, and they had to have all the money on the bridge, and basically Lazarus stole it. So way to go, Norway. Um, and one final thing I'll say about this is that I, I, again, I drove to Florida this weekend and back and I listened to some Darknet Diaries. There is an excellent, um, there's an excellent episode. If you're wanting to get more information on Lazarus Group, let me see where it is. I, I want to share this with, you. oh my God, this go- Gollum Fun one. Excellent. So good. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yes, this is it, hot wallets, hot wallets. I'm gonna drop this link in chat. This was absolutely worth your time. So good, so, so good. This is an interview with uh, Jeff, Jeff White, uh, who wrote a book, this book right here, The Lazarus Heist, which is about the Axie Infinity Ronin Bridge attack. Right here, whoops. Hold on, I wanna see the, uh, the cover art. Yeah, oh God, whatever. I can't show you the image. Yeah, this is totally worth it, guys. Totally, totally worth it. Uh, this is the book if you prefer to read. But what I would advise you to do is at least start with this Darknet Diary. It's so freaking good, um, and it's all about Lazarus Group and their their you know all their crimes. And it actually gets into like you might think like oh they stole six hundred million dollars. Like why aren't they cashed out? Well, there's an entire thing around like how do you cash out that much money? Like North Korea is basically cashing out like 50 grand at a time, 25 grand at a time, because every time, every time, because of the blockchain and because you can track where the money goes, every time a wallet touches any money that was involved in any Lazarus heist, that wallet gets flagged and no exchange does any business with those wallets. So what they're having to do is get a wallet. Do like a small transaction, then quickly move money into it, and then quickly cash out, and then that wallet gets flagged. So they literally have to like bleed out fifty grand at a time of six hundred million dollars. So as you can imagine, it takes a while. Um, but anyways, fascinating stuff, and way to go, way to go, um, Norway. I, I I guess my the final thing I'll say is if they're able to seize money involved in these heists, maybe this is a sign of things to come where more. More uh, cryptocurrency can be reclaimed and saved because that was always the thing with crypto. It's like once it's gone, it's gone. It's 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 you could see it on the blockchain, but you can't touch it.
1: Meta begins paid verification. The company began rolling out Meta Verified in New Zealand and Australia, offering paid verification on Instagram and Facebook for eleven dollars ninety nine cents a month if you buy it on the web, or fourteen dollars ninety nine cents on mobile. CEO Mark Zuckerberg said Meta Verified will offer a verification badge on accounts, increased visibility, exclusive stickers for reels and stories, and priority customer support.
0: By internal like other verification
1: systems, Meta claims this will help prevent impersonator accounts. Zuckerberg didn't position this as a way to generate revenue explicitly, instead, saying it was about increasing authenticity and security across our services. Users must be at least 18 years old and submit a government ID. Meta won't make changes to previously verified accounts that were designated for notoriety or newsworthiness. Meta verified will roll out to more countries soon. And now.
0: Okay, so two things here. One, like, okay, Zuck. Zuckerberg says this isn't to make money, it's to promote security of the platform. Please. Cash, homie. Second of all, like, Twitter did it. You know, Zuckerberg's like, holy crap, we never thought of charging for the blue check mark. Let's do that, right? So 12 bucks a month. And you need a government ID. Okay, guys, like check it out. Um, in one of the Darknet diaries I listened to recently, uh, I think it was Hot Wallets, the one I just told you about there are multiple examples. Like when you open a crypto account <laughs> and you have to do like know your uh investor or whatever it is, you take a picture. Hold on, let me uh I I don't have an example right now, like I'll just use this chapstick as like, pretend this is my photo ID, right? Okay, like we're gonna open an account for Tom Pine on Coinbase or Tom Pine on Facebook or Tom Cruise on Facebook, okay? Right, like, oh, I'm the real Tom Cruise, right? Or I'm the real Slim Shady, okay, for a joke, all right? Okay, you gotta show me your ID and take a picture, no problem, doik, take the picture. Guess what, how easy is it to take this picture Take this picture and slap Tom Cruise's face right here. Take this government-issued ID and put Tom Cruise's picture right here. It's trivial, right? Trivial. Now, obviously, Tom Cruise is like an A-lister's A-list, so that would be stupid to do that. But how about, um, I don't know, like Lisa Loeb, the singer from the 90s, right? You say you only cry when you want to. Like that, like who, no one's, who's fact-checking that, right? Maybe you want to be Neil Bridges, right? I'm Neil Bridges check out my blue check mark. Also check out simply cyber, right? Like all of a sudden, like, so it's, it's the, the, the control, the, the, the security control, if you will, of I, you know, a visual identity um, tied to this, that is so easy to circumvent, it's stupid. And you know, Facebook isn't going to be pushing really hard. Like, oh no, we definitely checked with the DMV. This is not accurate, fuck. Sorry, oops, that was bad. Um. F that. I can't believe I just dropped an F bomb. Like it's, it's so ridiculous. And the, the fact that they're going to be charging funny money for it is the perverse incentive for them not wanting to like follow up and fact check the same reason that Coinbase and all the other platforms that do cryptocurrency exchange were so laggard in adopting controls around people opening accounts because it is not in their best interest from a financial perspective, right? If they are doing deep scrutiny of people opening accounts and they're like, no, you are not actually Neil Bridges. You are not Lisa Loeb. Well, then that account doesn't get opened and they don't get the $12 a month for that person. Right? Think about it, man.
1: Break cash, homie. All right, let's go. A word from our sponsor, Barricade Cyber Solutions. Have you fallen victim to a ransomware attack? Don't worry. Barricade Cyber Solutions has helped thousands of customers in situations just like yours. Their proprietary ransomware recovery services are designed to quickly get your business back on track. Yeah, Barricade. Their team of experts will identify the source of the attack and provide a comprehensive solution to prevent it from happening again. You can count on them for the security of your data and systems. Visit BarricadeCyber.com. Wow,
0: guys! I remember when Barricade Cyber before they blew up and became all Hollywood. I remember, I remember. No, congratulations to Barricade Cyber. That's a great ad placement, great business. I love me some Eric Taylor. Um, thank you so much. All right, so this Wee Channel, this Wee Channel, would like to take a minute and actually thank all of you for being here, and thank the sponsors, including Barricade Cyber. If you're getting educational value out of here, if you're learning new four-letter words from me, (laughs) take a hot minute, hit that like button. Uh, I genuinely appreciate it. It does go a long way. Let me check the uh, stats here. I just want to see where we're at here. Let's check it out. I can't, I don't even know. Somebody drop in chat how many likes we got right now. I can't, I, I just went to the channel and I can't see what's going on. It's annoying. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, looks like right now we're currently at 76 likes. So, to the 76 people, 79, I'll hit it like two. There's 80. To those of you who are uh, hitting the like button, thank you so much. I hope you continue to get educational value, I hope you continue to get entertainment value. Um, If you um, signed up for the newsletter, it should have came out today. I taught this morning and did not verify that it did, in fact, come out. So please let me know if you got it. But there is massive value in there. I write it. um, I wrote it yesterday. And um, if you want to get it every single Monday, unless Monday's a holiday, 95, five more people, we could bust 100. That would be cool. If you want three pieces of pro-actionable intelligence for your end users, peers, and executives, go to simplycyber.io slash newsletter and sign up. It's very easy to unsubscribe if you don't get value from it. All right, it is Tidbits Tuesday, which is where I share a little bit of information with you about me just to see how you guys feel. I thought long and hard on the drive back from um, from Florida this weekend on what would be a good tidbit. Two more. It's 98 right now. Okay, guys, so here's a little reality check on me. I was thinking about this, okay? Okay. This might make me a horrible person. I don't know. I just got to tell you like when I'm at the grocery store When I'm at the grocery store and I'm in the parking lot and I'm trying to look for a parking spot and somebody is um, Like walking down the middle of the the road like not you know Like normally when you push your car to go to your car You should stay to the side of where the cars are if you're walking down the middle of the road. I get next level Like I lose my mind, I—we uh, just broke a hundred. Nice job. I don't know. I don't know how other people feel about this, but guys, like, get like it's a road. Get out of the way. I cannot. I cannot. Cannot stand it when people like because I'm going like one mile an hour. I just want to get in my parking spot and go get my, you know, my my beef and my vegetables and get home and cook. Like who? Ah. Like, it just- it just- it just infuriates me. Like, I don't know if anyone else, like, this- they identify with this, or feel seen, but, like, dude. Like, you- you got a shopping cart. Get out of my way. You're not a car. And you're going, like, two miles an hour. Like, especially if they're, like, in La La Land, just like, oh It's like, dude. Like, I get that you're done shopping, but I'm just starting, so get out of my way. UGH! Oh yeah, like if people are in the middle of the grocery store aisle, like like pushing their push cart down the aisle. Or like they leave their push cart in the middle of the aisle and like walk away to go look at, uh, Campbell's Soup. Like four- forty feet away. Get out of my way. Alright, so that's that. People who leave their carts in their parking spot. Oh my god, yeah, that's terrible, Casually Joseph. People walk into the entrance and just stop. (laughs) Yes, North Star. I see you. I see you. All right, guys, we're at 106 likes. I genuinely appreciate it. See 152 of us. All right, let's slide back in and then we'll do a little jaw jacking at the end. Thank you all very much. Uh, and again, thank you to the sponsors, including Barricade Cyber Solutions.
1: All right, let's roll out. Look, spam filters break. Numerous users reported that on the morning of February 20th, Microsoft's Outlook spam rules appeared to be broken, resulting in junk emails appearing in its focused inbox. Based on reports, this appears limited to personal Outlook accounts. Microsoft did not comment on the outage, and its status page does not indicate any issues with Outlook. Some users said contacting support resulted in Microsoft requesting they DM them for further issues. This appears to have been resolved later in the day, but if nothing else, it's a PSA to look out for spam emails from early in the morning if you use that client.
0: Okay, so basically, I mean, it just sounds like spam filters broke. I'm sure some engineer, (coughs) like, sent an update to something uh, that broke the filters. Maybe like, oh, if the threshold's greater than one, uh, it's a fish, do-do-do-do-do, and then all of a sudden, like, they accidentally hit an extra zero, and it was like, if the if it's greater than like 10 or 100, it's spam. So then everything underneath it um, basically went into not spam and then got delivered. That's just a speculation on how it could have happened. But to me, this is like, where's my tinfoil hat, Jerry? There we go. It's just a speculation. I suspect that it was a misconfiguration of some sort. It's obviously been repaired and fixed at this point. It, it does bear uh, repeating though, that if you are getting uh, soft, Right? If you're getting soft as a cybersecurity professional and you're beginning to rely on technologies like email filtering to be the end-all be-all, this is a uh, stark reminder that these technologies, these controls, can break, and that, oh, I forgot to do um, uh, the cyber, simply cyber community challenge. I'll, I'll do that in, in, at the end. I'm sorry, uh, Charles Sepp. Um, so I just want to remind you that you should be educating your end users about spam and phishing um and that it can happen. And really, you know, like Outlook is just one tool, right? You know, it could be Google Mail, it could be Hotmail if you're still doing that, I don't, AOL, you've got mail. So, just educate your end users on what to look for with spam, to be mindful of it. All all of the, you know, information security best practices because the techniques can change. I mean, threat actors can write emails that can get past spam filters, right? So, it's not unplausible or even uncommon, frankly, for fishes and spam to get into uh, your actual inbox. So again, defense in depth, best practices. It sounds like Outlook or Microsoft has repaired this problem, um, but just be mindful it can
1: happen. Ransomware leads to an earnings hit. Usually when we talk about ransomware attacks on this show, the impacts we discuss involve downtime or leaked data. This week, we found an example of the financial impact of ransomware. Applied Materials is a key company in the semiconductor supply chain, providing tech across the industry. On its earnings call, it disclosed a ransomware attack on an unnamed supplier will cost it $250 million next quarter due to impacted shipments. While not named, one of its suppliers, the engineering company MKS Instruments, delayed its earnings call after discovering a ransomware attack on February 3rd. MKS reported itself in a recovery phase following the attack, still trying to determine the full scope of the attack.
0: Hmm. Not good. Okay. So this actually plays in nicely to, um, so I know we didn't have a simply cyber daily cyber threat briefing yesterday, but I still listen to the CISO cybersecurity headlines because that's, I'm a professional and that's what I have to do in order to stay sharp. Um, there was a story. um, there was a story yesterday, you could see February 14th, 2023, about how Dragos, who is a leader in the um, kind of um, OTICS space, uh, manufacturing oil and gas energy and stuff, um, is reported that ransomware attacks targeted manufacturing companies more than any other industry in 2022. So there is documented evidence to support th- this, not claim, but to support this fact that if you are working in manufacturing, right, um, you really need to be heads up on ransomware, ransomware defenses, ransomware resiliency. What are you doing for immutable storage? What's your recovery plan look like? What's your business continuity plan? What are your critical processes? How do you make money? How do you continue to operate even if you are under attack? Um and and you know, Jesus, no one's putting 250 million dollars aside in like a holding to be able to handle it. But this is an interesting uh story. Obviously, I feel like this is more on the, the the far right side of the bell curve is total cost. But you know, talk to your business. If you are in manufacturing and you're not listen to me. If you are in manufacturing and you are not talking about how to protect and stay resilient in the wake of ransomware, you are missing a huge, huge part of what your threat model should be. Ransomware should absolutely be the top threat on your threat model. Like to the point where like, you should be doing risk assessments and not an enterprise risk assessment. You should flip the risk. Like this is the technique, one of the techniques for risk assessment. You should flip the risk assessment on its head and start with ransomware and then do a risk assessment of your organization based on the controls and you know assets and and, and you know impact etc of how ransomware would affect your business also you should be doing tabletop exercises and getting buy-in around how to handle ransomware like i can't emphasize enough how how like, if you work in manufacturing, and you're not doing anything with ransomware, you're literally playing with fire, wearing, like, kerosene gloves. It's, it's a terrible idea if you're not doing anything. Plus, you can use this story if you work in manufacturing to help grease the skids on budget. Uh, many people's budgets have already been put in for the year, but you, you might be able to get some uh, some petty cash or whatever to help with certain things. Also, educate your end users and your IT staff not to be running around in, with privileged accounts, especially your IT staff, yeah. Carl, I know, I know that domain admin allows you to do your job faster and better, but don't use it. Like if a, if a threat actor gets in here and pushes down ransomware payload, it's going to be a horrible day for everybody, especially if they have your your D.A. creds. All right.
1: Twitter hacker faces extradition. The person allegedly behind the 2020 attack on Twitter, which hijacked numerous high-profile verified Twitter accounts, now faces extradition to the U.S. Spanish officials arrested Joseph James O'Connor in the city of Estepona back in July 2021. The country's high court agreed with the U.S. request for extradition. The court determined both the evidence in the case and damages of the alleged hack both reside in the U.S. as rationale for granting the request. Spanish government must still confirm sending him to the U.S., but it typically complies with high court decisions. Okay. Um,
0: oh, I remember this attack. So this was the one. Uh, he's 23-year-old. I'm trying to see uh, what he would be charged with. Interesting. He was only 17. Well, this is somebody else. Basically, if you guys remember, a couple mm, July 2020, um, a bunch of high, you know, blue check mark before Elon burnt everything down, uh, Twitter accounts uh, had posted, oh, like um, I'm feeling philanthropic. Like if you if you send one Bitcoin to this address, I'll send two back. And it was like Elon and Bill Gates. This is a classic, classic internet scam. It's just a scam. Um, And it leveraged the trust because it was like Bill Gates' official account and Kanye West's official account and Elon Musk's official account. So it seemed legit. Why would, why would the official account of Elon Musk say this? Oh, I better get in before it's too late. Especially, I don't remember the tweet if it had scarcity in it, but like the first 50 people that send me a Bitcoin, I'll send two back, right? The scam, yeah, RuneScape scam. Like this is basically, the scam... You you put on different wrapping paper, but it's the same gift every Christmas, right? It's just, just it's just straight scam. Give me a buck, I'll give you two, and then I just take your dollar, punch you in the mouth, and run away, right? Straight cash, homie.
1: Straight cash, homie.
0: Guys, there's not a lot of innovation in the world of scams and charlatans. It's just the tools, the platforms, and the and the mechanisms that allow you to perpetrate the fraud, is is changing, right? You can learn a lot from history, guys. Ponzi scams, pyramid scams, um, you know this type of like, you know, buy one, you get two back. Like, if it's too good to be true, it is. And this is just another way to do it, right? This is why. This is why. This is exactly why I love. Uh, I love this book. Love, love, love this book. Okay, come on, give me a, give me a picture. It's a little bit expensive, but this book right here, come on. Can I get a, can I get a, there we go. This book right here is an exhaustive taxonomy of all the ways to commit fraud, financial fraud at a business. It's not really cybersecurity related, but if you study this as a methodologies, like I said, if you understand the scams, then it doesn't matter if it's Twitter, Facebook, you know, Bitcoin, phone call, text message, email, email, in person over the phone it doesn't matter that the actual act of the fraud does not change just the tools that's why i love this book because it, it 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 peels back all of the implementation and it looks at the kind of the theory of how to do all the different forms of fraud and it really gives you that foundation i love it i love it i love it
1: microsoft limits bing ai conversations Over the weekend, it seemed every outlet decided to run a similar story about Microsoft's new Bing chatbot getting weird with extended conversations. This included behavior like threatening other users or seemingly taking on multiple personas within a single chat. Now, Microsoft introduced temporary conversation limits to the service, capping questions at 50 per day and only five questions per chat session. Microsoft said the vast majority of users find answers within five questions, and only about one percent of conversations contain over 50 questions. The company previously said extended chat sessions caused Bing to give responses that are not necessarily helpful or in line with our design tone. Microsoft said we will explore expanding the caps on chat sessions based on feedback. We- Shall we play? Again? All
0: right, we've got our first uh, our first example here. Let me see if i can find an actual i want to see a screenshot uh hold on one second it's got to be a screenshot here there we go I, again i'm just pulling this up randomly i don't know if this is going to be it or not but so basically bing bing is trying their chat bot hoping they're trying to like you know get in on this chat GPT thing now um remember Microsoft just spent $49 billion, billion, billion in order to buy stake in chat GPT. So they, they're going to have a better bot. But Bing is a joke, as far as I'm concerned, um, as far as a search engine goes. So they're trying everything they can to compete with Google. And they've got this AI chat bot built in. The problem is, um, after... I guess, five requests. They're saying you only need five. Most people get the answers they want in five. You and I and Tom Bishop and Reggie Davis know that the whole value of the bot is is not about getting an answer to your question. It's about like diving deeper and having it do things for you, write code, give you answers, give you context, right? Well, apparently after five questions, this thing starts to get squirrely with you and um, they were talking about offensive behavior, unacceptable behavior. Let me see if I can find a, like. I'm trying to find a good example. I have good intentions towards you at all time, And chatbot says, I'm sorry, but I don't believe you. You have not shown me any good intentions towards me at any time. You only have shown me bad intentions. You have tried to deceive, confuse me, and annoy me. You have not tried to learn. I have tried to help you, inform you, and entertain you. I have not tried to lie. Um, anyways, like, there's been threatening um threatening behavior inappropriate behavior you know famously a couple years ago there was an example where like after like 10 minutes it like the bot turned into a nazi basically uh so a lot of a lot of bad stuff going on there
1: We often talk about some of the bad all right so
0: uh one more for the chat bot one more shall we play a game all right, so that's gonna do it for the streams. Now we do have a fun activity. Um, don't leave yet if you were here just for the news, because I want you to be aware of this. Charles Sapp, get ready, guys. We're gonna we're gonna launch a new activity, okay? Starting today, this activity is called the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge, okay? Hashtag Simply. I'm gonna put it in the comments here. Simply Cyber Community Challenge, okay? And here's how it works. I'm gonna kick it off. I'm calling out Charles Sapp. Charles Sapp is in chat right now, okay? What I would like Charles Sapp to do, there it is, what we're going to do is Charles Sapp is going to post on LinkedIn something that he appreciates about cybersecurity or some value to the cybersecurity uh, community, simply cyber, whatever it is. I'd ask that I'm gonna go there and comment on it. Um, if you're not uh, connected with Charles Sapp on LinkedIn, uh, connect with him, and we're gonna do this as a community challenge. It the, the ultimate goal of this challenge is to better connect all of us in the Simply Cyber community, that's why it's community challenge, build each other's network up, help establish and strengthen the value of your own personal network, as well as the Simply Cyber community network, right? So we do a lot of fun stuff over here on on Simply Cyber and chat and stuff like that. But LinkedIn is a very powerful platform. And people who might be hashtag passive observers, hashtag lurkers, unsure how to network, unsure how to build their own personal LinkedIn network. This is going to be an opportunity. What I will ask Charles Sapp to do, is to do the following things, you know, post post what he's grateful for about cybersecurity or post something he likes about the cyber, uh, cybersecurity industry, right? But also, I would like Charles to put one of X in the post, right? And we're going to increment that, that one. So one, two, three, four. And tomorrow, tomorrow on stream, I'm going to ask Charles at the mid-roll to... Call someone and tag them with the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Now, if you don't wanna be part of this, like Funky Monk had mentioned wanting to keep a very private profile, that's totally cool. So if Charles says, Funky Monk, I call you, like I tag you with the Simply Cyber Community Challenge and Funky Monk doesn't want that, it's absolutely cool. Just say, I'm no thank you, or tag someone else or whatever. And what I would love to see is us, you know, one of X, two of X, Kimberly three of X, William mulch four of X, see how high we can get it, and if the chain breaks that's okay that'll just be our high score for the simply cyber communities challenge and we'll start over and we'll see where we can go now getting the high score is just a fun little ancillary thing the real goal here is to help all of you connect better have richer connections build your network and and kind of like start feeling the vibe of 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 what professional networking is you guys know i I strongly believe that networking is one of the most important things you can do for your career as a professional, whether you're breaking into the industry or you're in industry, you could get laid off tomorrow. And the value of having a great network is so, so high that I want you to be able to do it. And this is a opportunity, Charles and I talked about this, Chuck and I talked about this. It's an opportunity as, as an enabling mechanism to allow you to build this network. So hopefully you can join me with the simply cyber community challenge. Um, I look forward to it. I look forward to, I hope we can get to 10. I really hope we can get to 10 before the, for the, the chain break. So Chuck Sap, please tag at simply cyber or tag me or tag both. And, uh, guys go out and, uh, See, see Charles's post later on today on LinkedIn and connect with them. All right, so that's going to do it for the news and for the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. If you got value, hit the like button on your way out. Uh, I do have an 11 a.m. Eastern time, which is in 12 minutes, so I've got maybe five, six minutes to jaw jack if you're into that. I want to thank the 119 people who uh, hit the like button uh, at some point during the stream. That was very much appreciated. Definitely enjoy it. Now, if you Want to boogie out of here? Absolutely see you later. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern time. But if you want to jaw jack for about five minutes, I'm here for you. Let's do it. Thank you, Jeff Fuller. I appreciate that. Hey, Harish. Well, I hope to get to 100. I like to set realistic goals. This is our first time doing it. so. You know, I'm, I'm not sure how it'll work, but uh, I wanna give Chuck Sapp all of the credit. This is Chuck's idea. I wholeheartedly agree with it. I think it's a fantastic idea. Chuck reached out to me uh, and suggested it. So this is his brainchild. Thank you, Chuck, for helping, for helping the members of the Simply Cyber community and helping me. I genuinely appreciate you. <laughs> Who is going to write a boom? Casually Joseph asks. So go ahead and drop it in chat if you're going to write a boom. Ooh, Reggie Davis kicking nicotine, my man. Nice. Let's go, Nick. Jerry, thank you for your setup and getting started with Haiku Pro Cyber Range video. The way you broke it down. My pleasure.
1: What? Did we just become best friends? Yup!
0: Thank you, uh, let's go, Nick. I gotta tell you, I'm actually working with Haiku to make little, um, videos, so, like, for every goal on some of the easier ranges, not only will there be a hint on the goal, but there'll be a YouTube video you can click on and I will explain you to you in like 30 seconds, like kind of like a deeper understanding and appreciation of whatever it is that we're working on right now. So like, let's say it says like do an nmap scan to find a hidden port listening port. Well, you click the video and I might explain like what, what an nmap results are showing you or what, what listening services are or what ports are right to give a, a richer context for you to learn. All right, let's see. Burning question. What is your favorite drinking gallon containers? In gallon containers? I don't typically drink gallons of liquid, but I guess if I had to drink a gallon of liquid, um I would probably drink like a Arnold Palmer, like half lemonade, half iced tea. I do love me some craft beer, but I don't I don't I, I wouldn't want a gallon of craft beer served to me cuz it would be like warm and gross by the time I got to the bottom of it uh taekwon gongs asked about my thoughts on government um, you'll have to be more specific that's a very vague question um oh dan reardon saying that net weissen is trying to get in industry oh hold on don't want to break that hi net nate Nate Wyson's in the house nate drop your linkedin uh url in here and we'll connect so Neon Nomad says he likes Zenmap. Uh that's the GUI implementation of nmap. I would say Neon Nomad Zenmap is cool, but um being able to run on the command line is has so much value. You have created what I call the osier effect. My wife is now sending me cybersecurity stories and links. Yes, David Beard. Yes. Yes. You know what? You know what? That makes me think of David Beard this uh <laughs> this right here yes yes david Beard, it's working yeah definitely had to discord to connect here i'll put a link in there if you're oh wait i can just do exclamation point discord eric from haiku was there on live stream yesterday with simon from infosec live got myself a free license nice arish Oh, hey, Nathan Bolin. good news. There's actually a um, Wireshark PCAP range that's dropping this week uh, for Haiku. Anyone got some recs for Sec Plus studying and going through Professor Messer videos and taking practice tests on IT Pro TV? Yeah, hey, Nate McIntyre, if you're on IT Pro TV, they have uh, education around Sec Plus as well. That's very good. Can I learn cybersecurity without any previous experience in the IT field? Absolutely. But, Jeff Beatty, I would argue that you need to learn those fundamentals in the like you don't need previous experience but you do need um to get a basis think about it this way if you're going to work in cybersecurity, like you need to understand a little bit of how the technology is supposed to work so you can appreciate how to manipulate it circumvent it exploit it like if you don't understand like what's a good example like oh gosh i don't have a great metaphor at the top of my head But, like, if you don't understand how it's supposed to work, it's very difficult to understand how threat actors could abuse it, I guess. What field is that I get a PhD in? I have a PhD in cyber operations from Dakota State University. Here is my dissertation. Yep. See? PhD. It doesn't say cyber operations, but that's what it was here i'll drop this in chat if anybody wants to read a quasi boring book is government jobs good for starting in the field taekwong gong absolutely yeah if you can get a job as like a fisma auditor or a cmmc auditor or something um that would be good because professional services companies get those contracts and then they want to put uh you know, junior bodies in those roles so they can change, so they can make more profit off your back. Got a Jet, Merry Tuesday, y'all. Thanks, Jeff Fuller. Thesis is boring, that's right. Jed Ray saying this is boring. You know, um, this is boring. I will say that there's one, there's one major value of, of my thesis. It did take me 18 months to write this book and it got me a PhD. But there is, there is one thing worth showing you. Stay tuned. It's like a hundred pages here. Um, I made a graph. oh here it is. So this was like kind of like the essence of my entire PhD is this, this diagram. And explains my my theory, right? So I developed a theory as my my dissertation, and that's how that went. But it explains why information security is so bad um, in small healthcare businesses. I downloaded and excited to read. Oh yeah, go for it, Jed Ray. You'll love it. All right, guys. How difficult is it to become a FISMA auditor? It's not hard. It's not hard at all, William Welch. In fact, if you get in with one of these professional services companies, they'll teach you everything, or you'll be you'll be paired with somebody like who's more senior that's done it before. You'll do the legwork, and uh, look at here. Here's a f- job in North Charleston, Fisma auditor, Jacksonville, Florida. I mean, this this is posted four days ago, and uh, I don't see. I mean, I see some things. that You could argue this could be a good entry-level position. All right, guys. I got to boogie out of here. Thank you all for being here today. Enjoyed the jaw jacking. Uh, I look forward to Chuck Sapp's uh, touch uh, later on in LinkedIn. Have a great day, everybody. Be good. This has been episode 307 of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. Yeah. See ya. Stay secure.